episode 12. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Don't Quit Your Day Job podcast with Mike, Keith, and Adam. Today's episode is about summer movie season 2023 blockbuster hits and misses. Okay guys, I think I'm going to kick it over to you Adam and you could start us off on episode 12 here. Let's uh, start the discussion. Okay, so basically this summer has uh, shaped up to be kind of uh, not the most spectacular, not the most notable um, as far as having a lot of hits. Uh, there's been a lot of misses so far, surprisingly amount of miss- misses uh, from some very large studios. Unexpected hits, some more expected, unexpected than others. It's been eventful, but it's definitely not like past summers that I remember as far as it being hit after hit after hit every week. And uh, I don't know, what do you, what do you think, uh, Keith? Uh, how about those, uh, the box office numbers? I mean, as far as uh, blockbusters are doing, how they did the summer, how uh, the smaller films and uh, surprises or just disappointments, that okay. type of stuff. Okay, well, the reason why we're doing this particular episode also is that we realize that the summer the summer movie season is not what it was we don't know if it'll ever go back to what it what it was some the summer movie season used to be like an event you couldn't wait to see a movie on the big screen um the summer blockbuster was like oh wow i can't especially when you saw a trailer see six months to a year in advance you were like oh my god i can't wait for summer 2023 when that comes out and just getting a little teaser it's kind of lost i mean maybe a lot of it could be blamed on the pandemic and people that were home and theaters not being open the whole movie going experience going to the movies now is very expensive um that's not even including just the price of a ticket it's just the concessions and stuff options on streaming uh, option yeah more options uh, on there's streaming. more options on streaming everybody's streaming now a movie that's in in the movies two weeks later or even at the same time you can you can stream it at the same time so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of factors that come into play so the 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 box office is it, there's just been it's been a very <clears throat> it's been a summer where there's been a some hits but a lot of misses and then some like adam said there's, I been, there, there's there's been a lot of surprises that you went first when you heard the movie was coming out you were like I don't know about that, and now it's the biggie, you know, one of the biggest of the of the summer. So, I'm going to go into the numbers that I I saw. These are gross numbers, keep in mind. Um, but I want you to look at the release dates. So far, the biggest movie of the summer has been Barbie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, Mike. Sorry. No. Yep. Um, I am not and, seeing it. And uh, <laughs> I will. I will see it. I just don't. I'm not running out to go see it, but I will see it eventually when it is streaming. So. I'm, I mean, Mike, is it that good? It's an entertaining movie. Remember, I have a 15-year-old daughter, so, you know, if I probably, if I didn't have the 15-year-old daughter, I probably would have waited to see it at least. Uh, uh, But, yeah, we saw it uh, with my wife and my mother-in-law. It was a fun movie. I mean, it's supposed to have messaging in it, but I think... Which it does. It does, (laughs) but it's done in in a way that it's not, like super offensive or anything it's, like that it's a fun movie that's all i'm going to say and why do we go to movies for escape for escape Entertain- for entertainment we don't go to movies for political reasons and, we and go I, to have fun and escape the real but life but when you first knew and you saw the trailer for bobby you're like i don't know 
about this? Can a Barbie movie, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know. Uh, well, Margot I, Robbie sold it, upsold it, upsold it. What's the word? Is that that would? She sold it. She right, sold, right, 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 she she sold, right. But, yeah, but from what she, I'm hearing, she sold Ryan from, Gosling from is stealing the movie as Ken. Yeah, it? yeah, but, but I think she was a big selling. A big point. seller. She looked like. I mean, the doll, she, I mean, she, she know, probably looks thing. like that. And you saw that trailer in the original trailer. When they're basically, uh, I'm not going to talk about the messaging directly, but when they're basically smashing the baby dolls, you know, you actually see in a long shot of uh, Margot Robbie dressed as the 1950s style Barbie. And she looks, if you, if you, if you basically do a side-by-side -side comparison, a split screen, I guarantee you, she's going to look almost identical to that yeah. 50s doll. The way they, I, I have to give it to the makeup department or whatever, the cinematography, whatever, the way they shot her, because it's just, just it's, and, and I it's think crazy. The reason maybe why we it's doing well is that as, as guys, we always had our franchises that we were able to go see. You know, girls didn't really have like an iconic thing to go see. We had Marvel, you know, on our end, we had Marvel and uh, DC superheroes or Star Wars. But yeah, you get the girls that love Star Wars too, but. A Barbie's such an iconic character, so I guess the word of mouth got out there, and that's why it's doing up. Up these now. I looked up these numbers yesterday. So so far for the year now, it was released July twenty first. It's done five hundred and two million six hundred eight thousand eight hundred ninety four. So that's that's crazy. Number two for the for the year has been Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which is the sequel to the animated movie from a few years ago. That's over three hundred and eighty million. And that came out on June 2nd. So that's, these are good numbers. It's, you know, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is already now on streaming. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I never saw it when it came out of theaters. But that was released on May 5th. That did $358 million. And it's And then some of these movies are still playing that's, at theaters also. That's kind of a... Guardians has been kind of a little bit of a disappointment, right? Compared no, to the first one, right? No, no, it actually... This is considered one of the hits of, this, of the year. Really? Of the season. Of the summer season. But, not as, but it didn't make as much as the other two. No, well, yes and no, in a sense. you got to think of adjusting the numbers. But to come out May 5th... Adjusted for inflation. Exactly. Number four, your favorite. Uh, that you know, The Little Mermaid. Inside joke. Anyway, that came out on May, 20, May 26th. But that made over $297 million. So that's considered a hit for the summer. Well, and also that, that goes right to Disney, like pretty, right, and that's pretty gonna, quick, right, and that's going to be streaming on Disney Plus. Next I've, month. I've heard the Little Mermaid is considered kind of a disappointment. No, that two hundred ninety-seven million is not a disappointment. How much did the movie? Yeah, cost but to what make, was, well, how much did it cost to make? Uh, well, we'll see. But these are movies. And I've heard it cost I'm a given, lot to make. I've given the movies that have made over the two hundred and fifty million dollar mark and up. All right, number five, which is still that's why making, it's at the top. Right, these are the top five. Now, what's, top is paper. Number five is Oppenheimer, which, shouldn't be reading on. which just okay. came on July twenty-first, and that's at two hundred fifty million, um, but and plus, but it's same but, day as Barbie. But, right, same day as Barbie, but it's still Oppenheimer. Everyone I know that have seen it or critic is saying it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's going to be up there for award season. The acting performance, everything about the story. It is long. It's Christopher Nolan. He likes to do long movies. It's an adult movie, but but it but it's got it's a, good counter but, programming but it's, but it's to a, all the other blockbusters. It's got a good story, but I haven't seen it yet. But what I read about it, yeah, and it's going to just continue to grow. And so it's going to probably turn out by year's end. It will probably be one of the top three movies of the year, and it's so these are the top five now. Um, the, there's the, the other honorable mention, which I know you talked about, 
and I don't know how much it was to make, um, was is Sound of Freedom. Right, which that, is that's up to which is, which is amazing, million. an amazing success. Now it's only it's made one hundred sixty nine million, so I don't. And think the, it had the a budget, budget, the budget was, was micro. micro, so that's considered micro. That, and that's a hit. That's you, a hit. You yes. sort of see it on the screen, but they they did so much with the money, and in addition to the message, the message is important. It's a dark subject. I'm sure most of you've heard about. Tell what us a like little about. bit about it, as as lightly okay. as you can. Well, Sound of Freedom basically is about child trafficking and how a Department of Homeland Security um, agent named Tim Boward basically dedicated his life. He originally, well, he originally started off as an agent uh, investigating this uh, brother and sister case in which they were both kidnapped or whatever and he found the brother and he became so after finding out about this huge pedophile ring and I, like I said I'm not gonna go this is an upbeat show I'm not gonna go deep into it after finding the brother of, of, of the sister who was still out there kidnapped being trafficked he just he just couldn't stand it he had to quit he had to forget about all the other cases quit his job and his own personal expenses and his own safety he had to go after the daughter of the son, of, of, of this kid, of this little boy. So like I said, it's micro-budgeted. It's like the little um, movie that could, you know? It, nobody thought this would make money. Hate to say it, Keith, but it was a Disney movie. It was, it, was, it, was, it was made during the Fox. It was made by Fox. You hear this, folks? This is this is monumental. He's giving credit to Disney. It was no, no. Well, I'm not giving credit credit to Disney because Disney dumped it when they bought when they when they acquired all the Fox properties. It was originally a Fox movie. You mean 20th Century Studios? Though. Well, not 20th Century Studios, but when it was Fox. It's very sentimental. Very, uh, I mean, not sentimental, but it's if you have a it's it's not for the weak of um, heart, and if you have a strong conscience, and if you really getting to the performances of these kids. These kids are amazing. I don't know if these kids are going to work in, um, well, due, due to the circumstances, I don't know what kind of career these kids are going to have in the movies or whatever, but these kids were just the most amazing actors. It's, I'm sure a lot of uh, people cried thinking about this story and thinking about especially what the girl goes through. If you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. It had great performances. Jim Caviezel, you know him as Jesus Christ, which he's reprising in the uh, sequel to The Passion of the Christ, by the way. Did you, did you guys know this is going to be a sequel to The Passion of the Christ, right? Mel, Mel Gibson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure none of you know what happened. What's happening in the sequel? What Let me a, guess, he comes what a, back. What a lightheartedness. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. but, but at any rate, um, yeah, the movie is just. What has it made again? Oh, it's made. So, I mean, as of when I looked up the numbers yesterday, it's made $169 million. That's. That's incredible. And it was released. I think the budget was under forty million dollars. And it was released on July fourth. Yeah. I, I, I maybe 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 the budget was even in the twenties. Yeah. Or something. And they didn't probably market it. Like no, no marketing. Dollars, so that's no marketing. Trouble. Small yeah. studio called yeah. Angel Studios, and now the studio is word of mouth. blowing up. Yeah. yeah. Now I the saw studio a lot of posts is, yeah. on it on social media. That's right. How I knew right. About very it. very social yeah. media. A lot of social media focus. Very. That was very much the outlet outlet for the most part. Thank God for the internet. Thank God for the internet. This uh, topic to the attention of the world. I'm sure it's, it's like I said, it's, once again, it's dark. Most people don't want to think about it. You know, this movie was important to make, and I'm glad it got and, out and there. And it'll probably be up there for award season. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. Okay. 
I don't know. There's certain circumstances. Uh, certain people uh, like it. Certain people don't. Who are in the industry? And I don't want to get into that. Okay. We've, got, we've got other things to talk right. about, right. but so, it's an amazing right. success. So, so on to onto the hits. There's, of course, been a lot of misses this summer. And uh, so far, the biggest miss of the summer, which I liked how they tried to hype it up when it came out thinking it was going to be a hit, but you knew there was bad word at the mouth about it, was, and it was in and out of the theaters in a... Flash? You got it. It was the Flash. Came out you know, on- for a minute, I, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure the movie, but oh yeah, the Flash. Right. <laughs> No, the speed. There you go. Anyway, the speedster. Uh, so, so anyway, the Scarlet Speedster came out on June sixteenth. It's only grossed one hundred and eight million dollars, and they probably spent more to make it than to make it and to market it and try to save it from the schmuck that was in it. I... That that really was the reason why they didn't even want to release the movie in the first place. Do your homework. Look him up. He's a piece of garbage. He'll probably never work in Hollywood ever again. Are you, are, you, are you talking about a young man named Ezra Miller? I might be talking about That's that right. young man, yes. Okay. Now, they, and they tried bringing in big names like Michael Keaton to resurrect his role as Batman, which was some of the highlights of the movie. I didn't see the movie. Um, you, I think you did, right? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. I didn't see it either. Um, I know some people I have. They said it was okay. If I had, you know, if it was like past summers and stuff, you know, maybe... I think if we were all in college, we probably would have all saw that movie. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, just, probably, just, but just to go out of your way. Like I was see with it, Adam, see Batman Adam and so Robin, bad. and I almost, we almost walked yeah, out. Yeah, oh my God, this, yeah, this is probably like, <laughs> this is probably in, as far as DC films goes, as far as the DC, CU, whatever you call it, this is probably one of the worst disappointments since Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, weird. Black Adam didn't do as badly, um, right? Well, the whole thing with the whole changing over at DC Films, all these other films are now in jeopardy. Where now there was talk about a Wonder Woman three. And now in the last few days, it's not going to happen. That's now. speculation. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't it, think it's, that's. It's, uh, it, and now with James Gunn taking over, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. So anyway, number two, which when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, why would you make a remake of a movie that the first time around it didn't do well? Was the Haunted Mansion? Now whether. Were there three of those? No. Was it, was, it no, the was second that, remake or no, the first remake? The first remake, because the okay. first one was with Eddie Murphy. Right. And, you know, loosely based on the theme ride, which uh, I, I've been on, and I don't know whoever else was at Disney. Um, so it's, they wanted to ba- so they, they wanted to recreate another story based on the whole theme park ride, and there was no need for it. came out on July 28th. Which is still early, but it's only up to forty-eight million, which is a big disappointment because they spent a lot on marketing it and getting the word out on it, and so a uh, a huge bomb for Disney. Huh? There's going to be a bunch of you'll like to hear this. There's going to be a few Disney bombs on this list. Anyway, I'm happy about it, but I guess I'm not happy about it as far as growing up with the company. But exactly. Whatever. So number three, <laughs> which I was even saying, why are they still making these? <laughs> why? Why are they still making them? It's all about the family. Family. Fast X. Came out. Exactly. Came out. Brad Garrett would say. And I thought I had a deep voice. Anyway, so (laughs) it came out on May nineteenth. That's an inside right there. Total take. Not really. Take a guess. Came out Uh, on May nineteenth. Now, folks. I am gonna guess that it didn't even crack like three hundred million, right? Not even close. Wow. Gro- domestically gross? Wow. 145 million. For a fast. You know what, though? I just remember the second to last movie did not do that well. 
Was that the one they went to space? <laughs> you mean they drove the cars? Wait, wait. Didn't no, the that's Leprechaun. Wait, did the second that's one better? <laughs> that's Jason X. That's Jason. No. Um, I, I just remember hearing that the last movie, that the second to last movie was kind of domestic-wise, did not do that well. Now we're going to talk about in another minute a movie franchise that does better overseas and stateside yeah, too. Yeah, we'll, get, yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But I think that these have become more for the international market, these Fast and the Furious. Yeah, but I, like, I like to go to the overseas. Yeah, but what they're doing well. is they're throwing everyone and their mother in it now. Yeah. Well, 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 you know, let's throw in Jason Momoa. Let's throw in Char uh, Charlize Theron. Let's throw in... Let's throw in Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah, let's throw... Yeah, Cap well, Captain Marvel. Captain, Captain Marvel, Mar right, exactly. Brie Larson. Right, let's throw in everyone. It doesn't who does help. Not look, who does not look convincing with that shotgun. You know what I'm saying? It does Which, And you know this what? Time the around, problem watch I... Watch Fire. She looks more convincing. If you really want to watch the Fast and Furious movies, watch, the, watch first the first one. one, and that's all you need, folks. I was the first one is good. and that's, the sec second one was okay. And then was, you, But then you're going to get people that was saying okay. the ones with the rock. You know what, But you know what, though? I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. Sorry right. to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I was gonna try to say. Uh, like, f in terms of physics, I know it's a movie, but cars can't do what they're making them do in these movies. When James Bond looks more, they would all die. When when the stunts <laughs> when the stunts in James Bond almost look more realistic, your movie is. Uh, <laughs> It's almost like a cartoon. And I'm, and I'm talking like, it's I'm talking like stunts like in Goldeneye, you know? <laughs> you cannot have you cannot have, what was what was the movie? What what was what was the one where um, Vin Diesel crashes into the barrier? The building? No. He he crashed into the barrier to save um, I was gonna say Rosario Dawson's a minute. Uh, who's the one? His love interest in the movie? Um, oh, what's her name? Oh, 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 oh something Rodriguez. Huh? Michelle Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. He crashed right. he crashed a muscle car into <laughs> the barrier of an overpass, flew over another overpass, <laughs> grabbed her, and saved her without ripping off her and, arms. And not dying. And the two of them not dying. And was it in slow motion? And I'm like, yes. Because physics, know. physics. Not nah. existed. No, it's not there. No physics there. Everything looks cool in slow motion. And I think, honestly, they should have respected after Paul Walker, unfortunately, died. Oh, they should yeah. have stopped making them. Stop making should've them. Should have ended right. there. Money. Ended money. Yeah, but now they're losing money because no one's going. So I leave it at 10 films. That's and it. That's a, that's and it. isn't that's it, it supposed to be three-parter? No, no. How about Fast isn't X? it supposed to be a car racing movie? A car racing series. Right. Even Tokyo Drift. A lot of people it's have... become like a... You know, a lot of people have this, <laughs> this. A lot of people have a lot of sentimentality for Tokyo Drift, because that that was the most car racing centric of all of them. The one that took place in Japan, but after that, it was all heists, yeah, ridiculous, Creating, unrealistic. Introducing new characters. That oh, you're walk. criminals! No, yeah, now yeah, you're working with yeah, the government. Yeah, and not only that, it's so the CGI in it is so. Oh my God! Well, it's like, I guess audiences feel like the in, way you guys feel, so that's let's why throw that's in the first let's that's throw in Captain that, Marvel. Well, that's why the numbers. Let's, that's even Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, why are you in these movies? You don't need the money. You made you made enough money in your career. You don't need Fast and the Furious. Yeah, you did those bad Disney movies ah. in the nineteen seventies. Those were bad enough. I want to connect with the kids. I want to connect with the kids. That's what I want to do. Go eat some nachos. Stop that's, that's, anyway. that's, that's a bad. Uh, anyway, number four. Let's get some nachos. Number four came out June sixteenth. I thought it looked promising. 
because usually the studio never has any really bombs, was Pixar's Elemental. 149 million up to date uh, as of as of. As so of you would say that Pixels Message Pixar. Film Pixar. Pixar. No, 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 no. Pixels had Pixels had other bombs, mm, like the car, like Cars many. Three. Cars Three. You know, yeah. Cars even first one wasn't really like, eh, you know, but it sold a lot of merchandise because kids love Cars. Um, the premise was good. They do have. I mean, Pixels got a whole lineup of films coming out down the road, so they're not worried about this. But the premise looked good. It just didn't do well. I mean, it is Disney Adam, but it is separate. Pixar is their own. But you know about one of the characters. You know about one of the characters. What one of the characters is, right? No. Elaborate, <sighs> Adam. One of the characters is one of the first transgendered characters, animated characters on film. Or well, the first. And I think the first. I will. As a matter of fact. Well, we live in a different world now. Yeah. Yes. The, the yes, generation but, X is. Uh, but there are certain parents that don't want to have that in their kids' programming. Right, but I'm going to say we're Generation I, X, but Generation Z has a whole different outlook on things. They don't think the same way we think. Yes. Because they're yes, exposed to all these different ideas and things. But, you know, the, like I said, times change. You know, there were years ago, you know, black people were portrayed very poorly in the movies and stuff like that. This is true, yes. Uh, and now, you know, there still needs some change, but, you know, they're not portrayed the same way because time changes things. And ideas change. So, you know, some people, you know, Generation X might not accept it so much, or our parents' generation might not accept it so much. But then these movies are targeted towards uh, Generation Z, so they'll, we we don't have to watch these movies. But some people you would know? consider some like parents or whatever, of course, who are in the know would consider it indoctrination. They they, they might think so, but that's up and to the, that's up to the individuals. Yeah, I mean you can look at it from different perspectives or whatever. But uh, I think you are not going to hear this, but I just think that's one of the things that killed at the box office. It could very well be. And then, Thank you. Well, also, I think a lot of things... I'm not saying I totally disagree I'll, with I'll, it. But, but I'm also thinking a lot of these people think that have subscriptions to Disney+, Plus, which is actually going... They're raising their rates. I just saw a thing online the other day about it. I have it. I know you have it. All the uh, streaming uh, It's ridiculous, raised, but that's a whole other topic. So maybe they're thinking, oh, well, I'll just wait. It's going to be streaming in another month or two. Blah, blah, blah. I'll wait. I don't have to see it on the big screen. So that could have been another factor. Number five. Now, this is box office numbers. There's, I have honorable mentions of of horrendous slumps, so I, I'll get into those. But number five on money makers that you thought would do well and it didn't was the one you were going to get to is Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning Part, Part one. one came out July twelfth. It's up to one hundred and fifty-seven million. That that's not good. I, you know, because you know it because took a lot of money to make that. Took a lot movie. of money to make that movie. Plus, because they filmed it both, but you know, side by side, so you can imagine. It. The money to make that plus when they filmed it during covid probably cost them even more because they had to shut down parts of italy and stuff where they filmed it and it, it I, I don't understand it because the, these movies keep doing better and the stories keep getting better and you know what the sad thing is the cast is great i love Haley atwell i think she's fantastic i, I watched miss car uh miss carter agent carter agent, agent, Car carter, agent carter agent carter and i was so pissed off when they canceled that show, because I thought it was really good. And she's got a lot of charisma, and she's perfect for a love interest. And Rebecca Ferguson, ah, 
she's okay. I mean, she's a great actress, but uh, I like Haley Atwell better, or whatever. And the one from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Palm Clementov, Clementov, the one who plays. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 man, man, uh, yeah, yeah, she's the villain. I think yeah. she's one of the villains yeah, yeah. in it. And another one, I think. There's a lot of women in this movie. <laughs> but it's a mean, good thing. It's, I, I mean, yeah, it's a great. I there's mean, a lot of talent. A lot of talented women in this movie. I mean, we're gonna see but, it. But no, it's yeah, just yeah, that yeah we're that, all gonna get around to seeing it. I want to try to see it this week. People are not but, going crazy, like right. going crazy, like they did on the. I I, I'm not gonna say there's a lot of competition. I mean, like we said. There isn't one hit after another, one hit after another, like, must see. Like, oh, my but, God. But, but, no, but, what, see, no, like, no, but see, the but, thing, what but, I don't get with this series is unlike the... Fa- it's number seven. Right. I did, what I don't get is, like, with uh, the Fast and the Furious movies, the, people I, have had enough of those. I can understand why the numbers are going down. The Mission Impossible movies, like I, like I said... They're more intelligent. They're more intelligent. They keep getting better. I'm probably one of the few people I did not, to this day, I will say it, I own all of them except the first one. I don't like the first one. I like the first one. First I don't. One was different. I, 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 I guess I, I understand I, the criticism. I get, I get the criticism. I didn't like the first I one. Get the I, criticism. I, didn't, I just was not. And even the, the the director Brian De Palma did not market it. He didn't even go out for interviews about it. He wasn't even a fan of it himself. People do like the first one because it started the franchise. I like the second one that was directed by John Woo, and then the third one J.J. Abrams, and then and then going on and on and on all these different directors. To me, that's when the series started. I, I, I'm treating it the Star Trek way. Like, Wrath of Khan is considered the start of Star Trek. Right, yeah. I didn't like the first Mission Impossible, but there's people I know that love the first Mission Impossible. I just, you know, but it is a series that keeps getting better. So, I, I'm, really, so I'm really surprised by these numbers. I'm really surprised by now. So what's I'll, the last one? I now, now the, other, the other two are, oh, you have two, I have honorable, like, honorable mentions of, sl- of, uh, of, like, just bombs that didn't do well. One which I, I'm not surprised because, but he didn't direct it, I don't think. Transformers: Rise of the Beast, 157 million. Now, that was still was, produced by Michael Bay. That's what I was saying. I don't know if it still is, but it was released June 9th. Right. Um, that was a while he, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. But 157 million. It takes a lot of it, money it, to make it, those and, movies. And it, and it so. went right, and it went right to demand. Right. Wasn't that a messaging end. film too? Didn't I they don't try know. to inject some messaging in there too? I don't of? know. Now the other one that we all. Now, I'm not surprised, but I thought it would do better. But then I guess the word of mouth about it and blah, blah, blah. And it was such a huge gap. And the age diff and this and that was Indiana Jones and the Dollar Destiny. Ugh. Came out June 30th. It's only made $171 million. Now, you know they marketed the hell out of that movie. Now, none of us saw that either. Nope. No. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know. This I'm is gonna, a great movie show. We review movies and something. we critique movies. Well, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it well, yet. Well, I did some traveling. Hold on, guys. Busy, so well, we, we, yeah, we've all got busy summers. Hold on. Let, me, we're adults, let me jump but, in on this conversation here. Sure. I said it to you guys off camera. The problem with a lot of these movies, if I can recall back in the day when everybody was going to the movie theater, right before streaming and all that. They would schedule these movies in such a way that they didn't interfere with each other. So, like, if you're going to have a Star Wars movie, let's say, other, other studios and directors or producers would say, no, let's not release our movie around the time Star Wars. You know, like, millions of people are going to go watch Star Wars, for example. So, let's schedule our movie, like, three or four weeks after Star Wars comes out. This way... Everybody that wanted to see Star Wars had already seen it. Now they could come and enjoy a different film. 
Now, these, a lot of these movies seem to be, like, to me, Oppenheimer and Barbie should not have been released at the same time. But they're both, however, making, but they're Oppenheimer, both, but they're both how, making money. Yeah, however, it's amazing the success of Oppenheimer. However, nobody thought Barbie was going to be as successful as it was. Everybody thought at the beginning, oh, this is a joke. Oh, who's going to go see this? Everybody's gone seen this movie. But Oppenheimer seems like a big blockbuster film, but they released it at the same time as Barbie. I guess because the producers of Oppenheimer had no idea that Barbie was going to take off like the way it did. But what I'm saying is they need to market these movies and place them at different times. You, they all know when these movies are coming out. Insider, Hollywood insiders know when these movies are coming out. I mean, my wife works for marketing. I can't say what company, but she does marketing for movies, and she gets those calendars early, okay? And what happens is, you know, Hollywood insiders, they know this stuff. So if they feel like it's a big franchise, like a Star Wars, a Marvel, or like a Pixar film, or like a... You know, one of these big, well-known franchises like, you know, Fast and Furious, they've got to know in advance, okay, let's position our movie in such a place where it doesn't interfere or compete with another big movie, But they've been, but you know, they, franchise. But if you look at the release dates, they have done that. The summer movie season cause starts as early as April. It starts as early as April. I mean, if you if you guys really want to know, mostly it's the June and July, right? Right. Some well, a lot of them was May, especially like, July, you know, the end of May, right but, after the kids get out of school. But there was one movie that came out in April, still playing in theaters. I actually caught most of it on a flight back um, from vacation, and I can understand why it's up to the amount of money it is for the year, and is the biggest money maker of the year so far. And it's the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm surprised you didn't mention that before. Well, on no, your but list. yeah, but that's not, it's, it. Came out in April. Right. This was summer true. movies. That's true. Some so, but if you look at at um, at Super Mario Brothers, what are the numbers? It's up to five hundred and seventy-four million. That's and surprising. Been, and, now, and, now, and you know, I mean, what studio put it out? Universal. 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 Oh, okay. A lot of the hits this season, which also is the studio of Oppenheimer. Right. Yeah, like Super Mario Brothers. I mean, The Little Mermaid's Disney, Spider-Man across the Sony Pictures, uh, Indiana Jones is Disney, Mission Impossible's Paramount, um, Haunted Mansion, Disney, Oppenheimer's Universal, like Adam said, and then Bobby's Warner Brothers. So Universal's doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty, I guess, they're, I guess, they're, I guess they're the winner of the summer. Universal's doing, yeah. Well, you know, we're the winner of the year, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, Disney is, you know, not the... Uh, well, because they have their streaming service. Yeah. And they know... Most people. That's why they're raising the rates. Are going to watch. Yep. Watch it at home. Yep, that's why they're raising. Because the people that have Disney usually have children, yeah. and if they have three kids, and it's a mother and a father and three kids, how much is that going to cost them to go to the movie theater? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And then yep. if they bring their friends. Yep. Because sometimes you know families will ask their kids if they want to bring their friends yep. along. Now you got to pay for their friends. Yeah. Sometimes their parents don't lay out the money. You lay it out, and then if your kids go with them, they lay it out. That's how that works. Yeah, so the days of having a two dollar fifty dollar I mean, ticket. Those we're talking about. <laughs> let's say you go see an IMAX film. It's over twenty dollars a person. So figure the ticket is like nineteen dollars a person. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you've got. Family of three, 
two parents, that's five tickets. You do the math. That's without popcorn, drinks, mm-hmm. which is the going big, to dinner afterwards. Which is the biggest rip-off that do. We're talking two, over $200 just yeah. to go see a movie. In the city even more. In the city right. more, yep. So why would I go cities. and spend $200 yeah. when I can spend $8.99 well, or $10.99? I told you there options with that. Oh. Like, there are options. Well, the smaller theaters, they're like more. Even at home, if I wanted to buy like the movie, it's if 20 you bucks. Still want to go out. Have a night 20 out. bucks for me to buy the movie on, on streaming right. same day that it comes out in the theater then, or a week after. Right. Why yeah, would I spend 200 when I can spend 20 Then you own it. But you know what is this stuff like that? I'm an old school. I just want to just say with this one thing. I'm an old school uh, movie fan or whatever. I like going into a big auditorium. I do like, too. What about and this is what I, this is the whole thing. And I'm going to get, so one, I guess one last. You but you're this? a single guy. You I'll don't get have a one family. Last pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. One last pack topic or whatever. But um, as far in relating to this, um, I like going in to see a uh, comedy, a comedy that everybody loves, a popular comedy. Because like you remember the comedies of the past, the 80s and even like the early 2000s or whatever, people like they were still getting audiences like. Uh, yeah, like the that, raunchy uh, right, comedies. Right, right, yeah. the raunchy com- comedies or whatever. I like to laugh like in a big, in a big crowd. Everybody has that whole communal experience together. We're all laughing at the same jokes. And whatever, you know, yeah, like if jokes, we, are, jokes are good. Yeah, like remember when we all saw Kingpin? If they're memorable. The came out. Kingpin, yeah, that was a and fun we, I, I, fall I, flat. I nearly fell out of my seat yeah. watching Kingpin because the audience Austin reaction. Powers. Austin Powers. We went the first yes, night of right. Austin Powers not knowing how this movie was going to be because you, they kept Dr. Evil. They, you never saw Dr. Evil in the trailer. We sat, I'll never forget, we're sitting in the theater. We nearly fell out of our seats because I'm like, oh my God, he nailed it. He, the comedian, you don't have that. Exp- you can't. You can. Get, and the people you, around us are like, "What? what why are you laughing so hard?" Because, being because it was younger kids. Younger kids. They, they didn't get the. They the didn't James get the mods. The James Bond. They didn't get the James Bond references. Right. 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 Any of that. But we right. got it. And it helps being this guy's uh, friend because you will get the bond. Yeah, the Bond-er. number one James Bond <laughs> fan right. over here. But so. but, but, but we were t- but we were talking about it in the beginning of the summer. And you want to get back to the raunchy movies? It seems like they were trying to in the, this summer. I guess post-COVID, we're going into like the pendulum is swinging back as far as wokeness goes a little bit. So I guess they were trying to try the raunchy movies again. And I was excited about this. Jennifer Lawrence, major oh my star. God. I was so looking forward no to No hard feelings. What happens oh, in this movie? It looks like such a good How movie. How did it just die? Now, I understand that the plot is very on PC. It's about a woman in her 30s. She's trying to make money on the side or whatever, and basically... Doesn't she really need like money for her it's car kind of or something It's kind of like, like an 80s exploitation, yeah. exploitation plot. Yeah, she needs money to like for like to be an Uber driver or whatever. Right. To buy to buy a car. So I mean, I even put a the, trailer. This kid who's socially awkward. The fan, right, right. She gets hired by the family to, uh, you know, I guess eventually do the <laughs> dirty deed with him. <laughs> The kid, cause he's not, he's not, he's not, you know, uh, below the uh, level of. He's not like a. Uh, he's he's le- not like a troll. He's legal. He's legal. He's legal. Yeah, he's legal. Yeah. That's he's it. Legal. he's socially yeah. awkward or whatever. Okay. Is America so uptight? Yes, they are. That they won't watch something like this anymore. Yep. Especially with Jennifer Lawrence, or is Jennifer Lawrence's career over? I don't think. Because, because, yeah, over I, I, I mean, I know that she's not as young as when she did Katniss. And when she was in Hunger Games or whatever, which even when she was younger and she was doing the David O. Russell movies. Yeah. You know? But you got to wonder, you got to ask those two questions. 
And there was another movie called Joyride this summer, which was produced by Seth, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, and it was an all-Asian female cast, and it was raunchy. It was kind of a sex comedy. So it's Bridesmaids. Flatline. Bridesmaids with Asian women. Flatline. Nobody saw these movies. I mean... So this is, this is kind of like, it's really disheartening to see let this. Let me tell you something, though. Like... I mean, when, in this climate, this, this maybe, political maybe, climate is no, really... No, no, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking if they maybe... This is I mean, they just want to wait till no, streaming? I think what's, or, that's what it is. I think it's or, just... That's or, the problem. I think, I think it's just so expensive. People are tired of paying... Everything is going up drastically. Plus, Jennifer Lawrence was nigging her. All right, well, anyway... <laughs> So why don't you enjoy yourself and watch your vlogs in your own home? Wait, she was naked in that movie? She's naked in the Sorry, guys, I gotta go to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, but I'm thinking it's coming, I think it's coming down the course. I think people are just tired it'll of probably, it'll pro- Both of those movies will probably do well on VOD. Think about it. What, but what got me was the yeah. Asian. How many all Asian cast? You have, you have um, Rich um, Crazy Asians. Yo, Rich Crazy Asians did well. It was so comedy. good. It was so funny. It's and I've heard this is this is raunchier. It's dirtier than rich, crazy Asians, but still, where was the Asian audience? Wouldn't they want to go out and see like Sound of Freedom? Well, let's, not, let's not be stereotypical. Of, well, what I'm saying is I that I would like, go see in that. I would go see that movie. I, you know, if it's a good movie, I'm going to go even, see even it. Even though I, it's directly polar opposite of everything, you know. You know, it's on a different side of the spectrum or whatever. Um, a lot of Latinos went to see Sound of Freedom. Now, it took place mostly in Latin America, and it was about Latin American kids. Right, so that... But, but yes. That it piqued interest. Right, right. Major audience. Major audience from uh, the Latin... I'm sorry, I won't say Latinx. I won't say... <laughs> I will not say that word. You just did. <laughs> okay, okay. Generation uh, X, sorry. Uh, okay, whatever, whatever. But, um... It's just, it's just, it's yeah. Like I said, it's disheartening to see comedies like that fail. Because I remember, just what was it? Two decades ago, less than that. We, you had Forty Year Old Virgin. You had Knocked Up. You had Forgetting Sarah Marshall. They did Gangbusters. Super bad. Raunchy. Gangbusters. Super bad. Super yeah, bad. Very wrong. They did Gangbusters in the in the box office. Yeah. It's all that we, we woke gotta, stuff. We, we got to come out of woke. Drop Asunder. The pendulum is. Oh my Drop gosh. We gotta come out of this. The pendulum has got to swing completely. But I hope it, it's. I hope it's slowly, surely coming People back. People get offended but, too easily. That's the problem. Okay. No sense of humor anymore. Okay. It's okay to get offended and then have somebody go, "I'm sorry." Okay. I'm sorry, I offended you. Yeah. You know, take, or you know, take the Don Rickles approach. Don, no, that's that's not, not the right approach. It's not the best the right approach. That was of its time. No, he would. That was really of its time. Yeah, that was today. They would not get that. They would not. It's all in fun. Generation. Uh, yeah, it's all in fun. But if I call somebody the N word and say, "Oh, it's all in fun," I'll be laying bloody on the floor. Don Rickles no. never said the N word. Unacceptable. He never said. I'm just I know saying. That. I'm just saying. Some things are acceptable and some things are not. Okay. All right. So we finished with the box office here. Um, I think so. At the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um, unf- uh, we had a very uh, dark summer, uh, not just uh, as far as uh, the subject matter of some of the big movies or whatever, but uh, we lost a lot of uh, celebrities and uh, notable people. Wait a minute, Adam. Summer. Are you trying to lead into a, you know, who died? Segment? Yeah, guess who fucking died? Um, okay. No, or in memoriam. Yes. To more politely put it. Yes. Um, Julian Sands. Now we'll start a, off, we'll start a, off that's with. That's a shame. Um, that's a shame. Leaving Las Vegas, boxing Helena. 
Uh, he did a lot of indie movies. He was a good, great British actor. Yes. In the Shakespearean tradition. He died very, I'm sure you heard about him, how he died or whatever. It was kind of mainstream news. Very tragic. Um, he went hiking and yeah. they never found him and then they... Uh, that's, yeah. uh, it's an unbelievable story. Tree Williams. Uh, that's a shame. That's a tragedy. From Prince of the City. My dad used to love Prince of the City being a cop. C it was a very realistic... Sidney uh, uh, Lumet. Sidney Lumet did it. Sydney Lumet. Who did also Serpico. Yes. That's right. And The Verdict. And, uh, the, and, and the, the Verdict, long, and right. Long, yeah. and we keep going on. With uh, and Tree Williams was also in Devil's Own. And with Sarah Harrison Ford and, and uh, Brad Pitt. And Hair. Right. Going all the way back. And one of my favorite movies um, that nobody probably remembers... A zombie comedy with yes, Joe Piscopo yeah, called Dead, Dead Heat. Heat. <laughs> Dead Heat, yeah. Which showed that he really had a sense of humor. He was really oh, cool. for a movie that was that bad with Joe Piscopo. I love that movie. I love it. Yeah. What is it with the you like? You know, we all have a favorite Joe uh, Piscopo there's, movie. There's a, there's He's a, got that. Mike's got Johnny Dangerously. And I got and I got uh and I and I got I Wise those Guys. Too. Wise guys. And Joe I got Piscopo Wise Guys. Made great and movies. I got Wise Guys with Danny DeVito. Joe, Brian, speaking, oh, what about, speaking of Brian De Palma earlier for Mission Impossible, Brian De Palma's only comedy well, wise guy. The, the karate movie that what, Joe what, Piscopo what a likeness did. between the Joe Piscopo, the karate death movie. announcements. What was it called? I don't know. It was a karate movie with Joe Piscopo. I don't know. And Chuck Norris. I don't know. Oh, my God. We talked about this oh, a while oh, oh, Did we? Was Sidekicks? Sidekicks, yeah. Joe Piscopo was in that? Yeah, he played like almost like a Creed. Was Ernie Reyes Jr. in that? Yes, yes, he was. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, no. Sidekicks yeah, no. was a TV series. No, 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 no. Side, no, Sidekicks. No, that was a TV series. No, Sidekicks was no. Sidekicks was Ernie Reese Jr. and Gil Gerard. I was. Oh so, yeah, I'm getting that and that movie confused. No, you're talking about so, no, you're talking about the one with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis. Right. From Deep Space. And, Deep and okay. Joe Piscopo okay. was the bad guy. Okay. He played like a Kreese okay, okay. character. Okay, we're uh, almost. And we'll uh, put the title through. of the name of that movie up right. on the screen. Uh, Glenda Jackson. Two-time uh, Academy Award winner. Right, right. And also went into politics later on in if, if you don't know who she was, she's very much she? like the actress Vanessa Redgrave. Uh, yeah, very good actress. Who else would you compare it to? Um, the British, you know, um, I, forgot, I, I, forgot her, I forgot her name right now. Over my head. Uh, Frederick Forrest from Apocalypse Now, Falling Down, Valley Girl, great actor. Uh, here's one you may not know. Paxton Whitehead. He was in Back to School. He was Rodney Dangerfield's kind of pompous teacher, professor. Oh, in okay. Yes, he was. Yes, a, he was. Yes. A, he was. He said something about Kurt Vonnegut. Right. Right. No, right, he, right. He, was, he was the right. one going out. With That's him. enough, Mr. Madden. He was the one going out. Maybe with bribes. He was and kickbacks. Or the way you do business. He was the one going out with Sally Kellerman, and then he dumped, right. she dumped him. Exactly. To go to, go to Mr. Mm. To go with uh, Dangerfield's Melancholy. Right. So rest in peace, Mr. Whitehead. Yes. Uh, okay, this is a big one. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked when I heard that news. He was a lot more than Pee Wee. Yes, no, that's we loved sure. him as Pee Wee. We grew, we all grew up with um, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and we lost more than one great uh, comic actor from that uh, show too. Uh, before that, Phil Hartman years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Who played Calvert? You know, he wasn't Calvert Curtis. No, that was uh, that was Lawrence that was Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Right. Larry Fishburne. Right. Right. And it was Larry Fishburne at the time. 
Just he, he was also Pee-wee's Playhouse was way ahead. Uh, of his time. But but Paul but, yeah. but Rubens Cheech also Chong, Cheech and Chong movies. Right? How many did he do? Did I was bunch. just thinking about that. Did a he bunch. really do a bunch? He did a bunch. Yeah, uh, and also very very, very un uh, very unfamily related material. And he was also <laughs> like what he did on right, and also uh, the Blues Brothers. Remember, he was he had these. He was the waiter in the Blues Brothers. He was the waiter. We have a Don Perignon at two hundred and fifty dollars. That'll be fine. Thank you. No, he's just a very, very talented guy. Also, also, he was Buffy in the movie. The he was in Blow. Yes, he oh, was in the he movie was Blow. Excellent in Blow. Right, Blow. right. So was Bobcat Goldwave too, by the way. Yes, yes. Good com- comedic actor. And, actors actually, and, one, of, and one of his Blow. last acting things that I remember watching Paul Rubens on a consistent basis was when he was on Gotham. That's oh right. yes, right, right, right. He was. He was good on and, that. And right, he, he was the Penguin's father. The Penguin's father. Yes, uh, literally. Cobblepot. Which, which, right. which was the second time playing a part because he played it in Batman Returns in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So because working with Tim Burton again. Um, and I know some of you are going to say that Paul Rubens, uh, you may remember being our age. He's known for something else, but forget about that. Forget about all his great. Yeah, but he had a set to a, Yeah, but after the whole incident happened, he ended up showing up at the MTV Video Music Awards. Heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> Right, so he had so he had a sense of humor, literally. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. heard from all these posts on social media that I saw that he was just a sweetheart of a That's guy. He, he was. He yes. remembered everyone's birthday. Yeah, I want to go back he and see some of the all his friends' yeah, Christmas well, cards well, and everything. Po- speaking of podcast, there's a podcast I listened to also with uh, with um, with Phil Rosenfeld. Uh, who you know? Somebody feed Phil. He has the TV show, but he has Who's, a pod, but he has a podcast. Right. And from had, everybody loves Mary. Yeah, the producer, had the producer right. but he actually had Paul Rubens on because he was a close. You know, they were good friends. He had him on too, and they were talking. So he did a big tribute about him online. They and said then, he was a very nice, man. very very nice man. So sincere, very thoughtful, very smart, very smart. So I mean, to come up so with was a, a loss to come up with a, a, big an, loss. a character like Pee you know. It was, uh, and if you want, go, go back and watch, uh, uh, you know, Pee-wee's uh, Playhouse, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, the, that the, too. The, the comedic timing is just perfect, and there's still yes. a lot of things in Pee-wee's Big Adventure that, you know, to this day, people bring up. Directed, directed by, by the Tim, by Tim Burton, the great Tim Burton, yeah, 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 and a lot of other great films yeah. like Sweetwater. So, Hall who and else do we have on this? List which this, this is a, and this is the last very biggie, um, William Friedkin. Yeah. I what about it. Tina Turner? You didn't put her in this. Oh, list? we mentioned that in a previous. No, that's I think true. We, we did. We did. We we did mention mention that. And, and just to let okay. everybody know, these deaths happened already a while back. Yes, but but these people were still iconic. A lot of them. Some were good, great character actors, but others were iconic, like Friedman. Friedman directed The Exorcist. He directed The French Connection. He directed Keith's favorite movie, Cruising, Cruising, with Al Pacino. It's a schmuck. To live and die in L.A. <laughs> to live and die in L.A. Plus things that you forget that he directed. Yes. I for know. for example, Blue Chips. Yes. Oh, I, yeah, I, they yeah. melted. With yeah. Shaq. Yeah. With Shaq, yeah. right? Rules of Engagement. With Matt Damon and um, Samuel Jackson. The thing with William Freakin is I was talking about him. To my girlfriend, like two days or a day before he died, we were talking about because it's this year is the 50th anniversary of the Exorcist. Exorcist yeah. And I just saw the trailer, which we'll talk about in another show, of the of the new movie coming out, and uh, it looks amazing. But he, you know, to direct the greatest horror film ever made, 
and, and to, you know, his body of work, to go from The French Connection, which is, if you haven't seen The French Connection, you should be ashamed of yourself. It is one of the greatest films ever made. It's in my top ten list. But, but he also directed and, a lot of, like, movies that I love here. Right, I the mean, Brink's Job is great. The Brink's Job. That's with, uh, with, with uh, Peter Falk. Sorcerer. So, right. Sorcerer. Very but, underrated but, movie. Didn't do well but the French in connection. the United States with uh, Roy Scheider. Right. Also Roy Scheider. Right. Roy, the French Roy, Connection. French, but the French Connection is 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 And this is, is, is and is, this is, is, is amazing. Forget all the other ones. This is the pinnacle right here. What? The 1983 classic with Chevy Chase okay. and Sigourney Weaver. Deal of the century. And Gregory Hines. Oh, wow. And Gregory Hines. <laughs> directed by William Friedkin. Voice in the band. I like that movie. I don't care. I know it was a flop. I know, but it's like, it's, it's a great, I think it's a fun comedy or whatever about arms dealing. Much more than Lord of War. A lot funnier than Lord of War. <laughs> and uh, if you saw Lord of War, you know it's a drama. But anyway. Isn't that with Nick Cage? That's with Nick Cage. Okay. It's still a great movie. Nick Cage. And I think there's going to be a sequel. I think, I think they can work on a really? sequel to Lord of War. But anyway, you ha if, but if you really want to see the embodiment... But Deal of the Century was fun. If you really want Check to see the embodiment of what William Freakin was as a director, definitely top of the list. In my opinion, you got to see French Connection. Best Picture 1971. And The won, Exorcist. And he won Best Director and Gene, uh, Gene Hackman best and Best Actor. Then you go to The Exorcist, which is the only... Which was the first horror film... And the first R-rated... No, 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 no. It was the first horror film to be nominated for Best Picture. R-rated, no, because The French Connection was the first R-rated movie to be nominated for Best Picture. little trivia there. Um, then I would go into To Live and Die in L.A. Cruising. Fantastic. It's with Al Pacino. It was a very... Um, it's, it's current. It's... It's... <laughs> it's... it's yeah, it's kind of it's, it's, it's kind it's, of related. It's, yeah. it's all over the it's place. It's relatable to today. Yeah, it's all over the place with Pacino. Yeah, but it was like I think it was like uh, you know to get a big name like Pacino to be in it. It's an undercover cop that that goes on the that goes on the cover in these S and M gay clubs to investigate a guy who's doing murders and stuff. And it's it was, it was pretty, controversial, very controversial, very dark for its time, nineteen eighty. Uh, but he delved into that territory and then. Um, you said Deal of the Century. I remember seeing it once. It was like, you know. I, I like but, that. But, I like that movie. Very, it's, a, it was like a, a very, mainstay on HBO. But a, but a very good director. Very good director. Yes. And his wife is Shelley Lansing, who is a legendary um, pr uh, producer and all in Hollywood and stuff. It's still man. He, he was still married to her to the day he died. She so, passed. She passed. Sherry right? Lansing. Sherry Lansing. Oh, oh no! Wait, wait, no! no, no I'm, she's still I'm gonna do on steel. Okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna do on steel. But but if you haven't those, you have to watch those movies. Okay. Some of the greatest films ever made. We'll, we'll also did uh, The Cat Squad, which I think was big at the time, for TV. 12 Angry Men. He did a remake of 12 Angry yeah, Men. Was, yeah, I remember when that came out. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, incredible body of work. But like I said, Exorcist and, and French Connection. And, and probably, mm -hmm. I, I would say Live and Die in LA. Right up there with Sidney Pollack. Yeah. One uh, of those 70, 70s directors uh, yeah. that went on to just, that just exploded. He was one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Nice tribute, Adam. Yep. So, I think that's uh, that's that. I think that's about it yeah. for this episode. Yeah. So, thanks again for joining us. Uh, just uh, remember to hit the like button, subscribe, and comment. And nice uh, comments. Nice comments. <laughs> yeah, of course. And always, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for joining us. Take care now.